Memories are made of this. Dear Premier Inn, it's been a long time and we've missed you, my husband and I. We think of you almost like family, an important part of our history. Who knows, maybe we owe you a debt of gratitude for the early days of our relationship, the consistency of your hot water, bedside lamps, and tea-making facilities, a backdrop to our blossoming love. When all we wanted was to be together, you kept the focus on us instead of turning overnight stays into the drama, often presented by random B&Bs. What would come out of the shower tap? Would there be protective covers on the mattress and pillows? Whose grandmother died to provide this nightstand, that vanity set? Where was the light switch and why was pink toilet paper ever invented? We could count on you, so none of these questions would plague us when all we really wanted to think about was us which is why the other night was crucial and veered so close to disaster. After two pandemic years, day and night, safely at home on the same couch and mattress, together in our individual and collective purgatories, my amazingly still dear guy and I booked a Friday night at your Hastings location for a pre-Valentine's treat. We know the location well, having spent random nights there throughout the last decade and a half and have always found it to be acceptable enjoyable even. The Sainsbury's Superstore within walking distance is a real bonus. You might say we have fond memories of the Hastings Premier Inn, or had, until this past weekend. Even before check-in, there were stressful moments trying to find a parking place in the terrace lot, which, since the last visit in 2018, seemed to have grown by a terrace or two. We managed to snag the last spot only minutes before another couple pulled into the car park, and things threatened to get ugly as they loomed near our Fiat Punto in their much larger vehicle. But my husband stood his ground behind the wheel, reminding me once more why I love him. He seemed prepared to do battle with a more expensive, glamorous vehicle. Almost appeared hopeful it would come to a showdown, muttering, come on, you cunt, under his breath. But we were soon making our way to the front desk, beating out the other couple, thanks in large part to our sensible footwear. The check-in proceeded without incident, but when we followed the desk clerk's instruction, up the stairs and follow the signs, we were plunged into a Jacques Tati film. One flight up, a sign pointed us down a hall, then down another flight of stairs, nearly a half mile of corridor to another flight up, and, well, apparently the architects of this new extension didn't take into account the car park below, but we passed every room in the hotel and finally reached our door, and to be honest, we were laughing by the time we got there. This is so us, I think I said. My husband popped the single key card into the light switch, and while small, the room had all the features we've come to expect from the Premier Inn brand except the purple stole at the foot of the bed. Maybe it's a COVID thing? It was really disorienting without that accent, but we settled in until we realized the room was freezing. There were only two towels, and we only had one key, so if I were to travel the half mile back to reception, I'd have to leave my husband in total darkness or risk not being able to get through one of the multiple doors requiring a key card. The room really was freezing. I found the number of the hotel on my phone and called the front desk. I pleaded with the clerk for more towels, and could they do something about the heat? After some hesitation, he said they could turn the heat on and... He'd bring a towel. A towel. 
we turned on the hairdryer for warmth, snuggled together in the bed fully clothed, and waited for a knock on the door, remembering how much we love to travel. Do you remember Glasgow and that pub we went to? Everyone said that I should stay away from you. clerk arrived, handed me a towel, and adjusted the heat. We sat shivering for another half hour while the new temperature kicked in. Do you think they still do the goodnight guarantee, my husband asked? March 2013. Two nights in Premier Inns, and so there were no issues with the hotel. Premiers are consistent, and whenever you check in, they remind you of their goodnight guarantee, which we probably could have held them to back in Gateshead, where the people were bouncing overhead. If you're not happy with your stay, they promise a full refund. September 2010. We're supposed to check into a Premier Inn near Newcastle and do a phone interview and have a rest, but the van broke down. We sat on the side of the A1 waiting for help for almost two hours. September 2009. Saturday night in Bristol was so much fun, and we benefited from the Premier Inn money-back goodnight guarantee because there was no TV remote in the room. So we couldn't actually have a good night's sleep. So we're saving money, too. April 2011. Okay, I've got to get back to adding up these receipts. Here's one for that Premier Travel Inn. Remember that one? It was just like the other ones, only instead of the painting with the two trees, there was one with three trees. July 2020. Eric and I joked for a while about redecorating our bedroom to resemble a Premier Inn down to the purple stole that lays across the foot of the bed. These places become more familiar than your own home when you tour, down to the biscuits and kettle on the workstation. Writing about it now, I have a longing to make two cups of tea with UHT milk and dunk a biscuit. Do you remember that? guarantee. That guarantee had served us well a few times. Not that we'd ever taken unfair advantage, but for picky travelers on a budget, it's a lot easier to sleep in a substandard hotel room when you know you'll get your money back. Probably gone the way of the purple stole, I said. We realized we were too tired to be disappointed. I thought back to how fired up we both used to get at the slightest slip in standards. It was hard to even care anymore. We were alive. We were out of the house. Isn't that what mattered? Then I went to make a cup of tea. Remember those biscuits they always used to have, I asked. They were really crunchy and tasted of cinnamon. Our tea-making facilities were biscuit-free. How dare they? I started working up ahead of steam. We can't let them get away with this, I started to say to my husband. Then I heard him gently snoring. He's been through so much. We both have. Maybe we've learned what really matters in life. Maybe we don't waste our time on petty details anymore. So all of this is just a way to say thank you, Premier Inn. Thank you for still being there, a measuring stick for life, for what counts. We're alive. We're still together. Oh, and please bring back the biscuits. You can keep the purple stole. 
You've been listening to Diary of Amy Rigby. Thanks for listening and see you next time.